So 71 people have signed up for this and I will share it in chat. Oh, I saw already. Okay, perfect. I will share it in chat. Oh. I saw already. And again, you know, we, we'll just record this and then it'll be on YouTube and we'll just send it. I saw already. Okay, this is feedback from other things. All right, so. Uh, we are live now, and can you see my screen? Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. If there was a certifications hall of fame, my two friends and colleagues today would definitely make it in the first year. I have with me Yujun Liang and Richard Foltek. Before I introduce uh, you to them, they probably need no introduction, but before I do that, uh, Richard, uh, Eugene is going to share a story with us about certifications. Eugene, you can. Hello, everyone. You can share your screen. Um, yeah, today I'm going to share a story with you. Um, Can you see my screen now? Yes. Yeah. So um, the story is about two mountain men. One is a fable, one is a true story. The fable is Chinese version. We learned from elementary school about uh, uh, his name. People call him foolish old man. He's 90 years old. He was bothered by two mountains in front of his house. So he spent the time moving it. And the people asked him, how could you move that mountain away? He said, maybe I cannot move it, but I will continue. I have a son and they will have a son and the son after son. One day, those two mountains can be moved away. So this is a story encourage me to, if I want to do something, just continue doing it. 
when searching this story, actually I found a true story of this mountain man, and his name is the Dasras Manji. Dasras Manji live in a village in India. Uh, once his wife was injured, so he tried to send his wife to hospital, but unfortunately, the hospital was too far from his home. So uh, his wife ended up become dead uh, on the way. So after the death of his wife, he made up his mind to remove, to open up a shortcut through the mountain so people from his village can go to the hospital quicker. He ended up spent 22 years and finally he opened this, uh, opened, shortened the road from 55 kilometers to 15 kilometers. So he's remembered by uh, people as mountain man. So this story I would like to share with you. I hope it's helpful for you if you want to do something. Uh, uh, I think that's the key that, that Eugene and us are trying to really motivate people is this is obviously not about certifications, right? But this is about achieving your own personal goals and investing in yourself. And obviously certifications play a role in that. But the that, again, that's what we're tackling right now. But the key that we're really trying to do is to get that bad angel on your shoulder that keeps telling you, you know, to waste time, watch TV, do something that is really not productive um, because you're tired, you're this, and really kind of wake yourself up and say, look, do something productive with your life, whether it's go to the gym, get healthier, start eating. Like, it does, like I don't know what your goal is, but the, the idea here is invest in yourself, spend your time wisely and just do it. I mean, it really does come down to that because it's hard. This is not an easy thing. You want to eliminate your bad habits and replace them with good habits. And again, it's a personal struggle. It's a personal journey. We can talk about our own, you know, motivations and how we kind of like do these particular activities, but in the end, it's your own journey. And that's really what we're trying to emphasize here more than, oh, go get this cert and do that. There's no, there's no, let's just say, easy answer to any of this. But, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's a Chinese proverb that says something that uh, success comes when opportunity meets readiness. So if an opportunity comes along and you're not ready for it, you're not going to get your success. If you're ready and the opportunity doesn't come, well, that happens, right? You're, you're not going to get success either. But you need both. And it's amazing on how many situations we have seen where sometimes someone's knocking at your door and you realize you're not going to make that interview. You're not going to be successful because you're just not ready. And our goal is to get people kind of hoping, directing their life towards success. But that means a lot of grit, a lot of hard work, and you basically putting in the time and energy to make this happen. And we're, we're here to kind of help you eliminate your excuses for why you're not going to do this. So let's continue, uh, if that makes sense. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, 
I have a disclaimer that the views that we are expressing uh, in this presentation and during the session are our personal opinions, and they do not reflect the official policy or position of our respective employers. And this discussion is a volunteer-led effort to contribute to the pro profession and pay it forward. The many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance that we have received during the course of our career. Eugene, you're saying something? No. And uh, this is my introduction of Eugen. Uh, he is a cloud architect and uh, a, tech, a technical coach, a mentor, a friend to everybody who is trying to uh, better themselves, upskill themselves. And I am very thankful to, uh, for our uh, conversations. Thank you so much, Eugen. And I have Richard. Richard is an industry recognized expert, coach, trainer, a very good friend in the areas of executive leadership, cloud architecture, enterprise architecture, and network architecture. He has actually, he holds a record for passing the CISSP in the shortest amount of time. And uh, even though it's not like certified anywhere, this is just my- uh, Requires certification. They, and that's from a mindset. Um, or maybe they never believe it. But in some places, like the security side, people always need to have a certain certifications. Uh, the area, including infrastructure. So I see a lot of people spend tremendous amount of time getting CCNA, CCMP, and the CCIE in network. And the security people getting uh, C, uh, what's that? CISSP and, uh, <laughs> and other security uh, related certifications. So I, I believe it's really domain specific. Uh, some may not require, but some they just uh, get uh, have a habit or culture. So you need to have a certain amount of certification to show you are interested. That's my take. Uh, what do you think, Rich? So I, I will look at the, the CIS, all these exams as an yeah. independent attestation that you have the knowledge that is considered industry best practice. Okay, that, that basically means someone independently tested you know this material. That does not mean you have real world experience or know what you're talking about. So, so and then I, I will say this because I've interviewed a number of people who had all the professional AWS certifications and they could not identify where the skeletons were in the cloud, as I like to refer to it, because every cloud has certain, let's just say weaknesses and, and designs that are problematic that they won't cover on the exam, but if you've played in AWS long enough, you know these exist. And so it needs, a, it, I, I do strongly believe to be successful, you need a balance of real world experience and, and uh, basically the certifications because the real world experience is also not good enough. And let me explain why the, what ends up happening when you work in a cloud project or any, let's say, domain of expertise is you get stuck in a silo that just spit, you know, like security. Well, I work on scene, right? That's a technology very specific to Splunk or logarithm or some other technology. And you get really, really good at the scene aspect. But you have no visibility towards anything else, like your network firewalls, your, your, your load balancers, your architecture. So you get stuck in a very specific specialization without understanding the big picture. And that is a career killer. 
Because to be successful from a high perspective, you need to understand beyond your domain that you work at, 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 at your profession. And this is where the certifications truly shine because what they do is they give you at least a good enough cursory knowledge of all the other pieces of the big architecture that you have to be conscientious about so that you can solve your business problems. So yes, you need real world experience, but that will put you into a very specific technical silo and, and you, you will only see 40% of your world. The certifications will give you good breadth overall of this, the domain of expertise, but it won't go very deep. Well, it'll go deep, but not as deep as if you're working this job day in and day out. And so by blending the two together, you're presenting your best face. And that's the way I look at it. It is not that the certification, I think it augments your, your experience. And if you don't have any experience, I will tell you that you can come in and say, look, I've got these certifications. I understand this. I'm looking for experience. At least you're coming in with an honest perspective and saying, I, I, look, I, I passed these. These are hard exams. I know this material. I know the big picture. Can you get me a job? And they will help. Like if you're honest, because I'll be on, you know, personally, when I interview people, and I don't know about yourself, I just look at their resume and I just, I'm really checking if they are who they say they are. Because a lot of people, what they'd like to do is stretch their resumes and they, they, they expand on it. And if you come honestly and you say, this is what I bring to the table, this is what I have, those certifications really help. Why? Because I don't have to test what you've been tested on already. Somebody else did that for me. And that's really important. At no point do I look at someone who's got the core five AWS certifications, think he's like God and he's an expert. It just means he's... He knows enough to do the job. Whether or not he will do the job well is it comes with experience. A couple of scars here or there teaching you what not to do. But look, that will happen in any in any situation. So hopefully that helps understand that balancing act between real world experience and certification. So I think it's a very useful aspect. Hopefully that answers the uh, the question. Yes, it does, and. Uh... At, at what time in a career are certifications most useful? So we're talking, I'm getting questions about like uh, when I'm beginning, right? I'm, I'm, I'm starting my career. Do certifications uh, matter at that time? And or should I like wait for a couple of years and then start my certification journey? Because most of the certifications that are worth having usually have some requirements about like a couple of years uh, uh, of experience, work experience and things. So those those are the kind of questions. And um, another one is that, uh, will my manager or will my company value my certification? So, and and, and both of all, all of us have uh, worked in like uh, uh, Fortune uh, 15 companies. So if you can share your experience. Um, I can share a story. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, from the company I worked for. Um, in 2018, uh, we hired uh, a lot of uh, new grads. So they just uh, out of the college. After one person joined the team, um, she worked for Rich Full Tech, but uh, she also reached out to me and asked for career advice. 
uh, I said, uh, get certified. And she uh, just go ahead and got all five AWS certifications in one year. Uh, in the same time, she also did a very good job on his pro uh, on her project and is ranked the number one um, in the team. Uh, in just one year, she got a job from another consulting company with, uh, uh, I believe in the normal promotion cycle, it will take at least uh, two cycle uh, to get there. Meaning in one year, she experienced a journey of six years. Uh, Rich, do uh, you agree with this? She basically short-circuited her career up by a decade. Yeah, it just uh, uh, is amazing. And uh, a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. around me, they got a lot of certification in AWS. They end up working for AWS. Uh, that's a story I can share. So, so let me let me just point out that the certifications won't hurt you. Your own company may not value them, which does happen, but recruiters and other companies do. So do the math is all I'm trying to say is that <laughs> if your own company won't value them, then realistically go to where you're going to get the most well, what you desire out of your career. I, I'm not saying leave your company, I'm not saying anything, but find out what you're worth. And th this has been sort of a continuous conversation that if you won't invest in yourself, no one else will. And that th this is actually the critical part because I'm actually strongly recommending people to be a little selfish, dedicate a certain amount of time during the day for their own career development. Why? Because if you spend another four hours on your job project, so instead of working eight hours, you work 12, you might get an extra couple of thousand dollar bonus at the end of the year. You might get an advancement in your career. You might not. There's no, there's no guarantees in any of this. You might work your butt off and not get recognized whatsoever. And somebody else who didn't work as hard gets promoted. All these situations happen in a corporate environment. So at the end of the year, what are you further along than you were the year before? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And so I'm strongly, and this is actually a lesson Eugen taught me more than anything else. At least that's what resonated because I was busting my tail trying to build out this practice within uh, my company. And he was spending a lot of time investing on himself with the certification saying, Rich, come on over. You got you to go do this. And I was like, look, I'm busy. I got, I got all this stuff I got to do. And I did. And, I was, but, and I'm not saying it was a bad thing. And I'm not trying to, you know, like judge one way or another. But in the end, what you write on your resume, like you spend a, a, a lot amount of time investing and you've got nothing to say for it. You got one line on your resume that you did something. How well you did, no one can really tell, right? You, there's no there's no evidence, there's no other. Uh, let's say you worked on a project that then got canceled. Even though you, you worked your butt off, and, you know, the projects get canceled all the time, stuff happens. How do you how do you how do you demonstrate that you personally have advanced or learned or did something better? That's why I think this independent testing, it's like getting an MBA. People are saying, you know. Is it worth it? Is it worth spending $700 on a ISC squared certification? 
I spent $100,000 on an MBA at SMU. My company only gave me 40,000 stretched over like 10,000 a year over a period of time. So that was 60,000 out of my own money on an MBA program. I worked my butt off. I was like the second person in the entire school to get a 4.0. I left, I applied to a bunch of jobs. No one cared. Okay, so let, let's, let's, be, let's be frank about this in the sense that even if you put your time and energy, you get your schooling, you get that little certification or you get that diploma, right? By itself, there's no guarantees. Now, have my, has my MBA helped me? Yes, because I use it all the time, right? But I will tell you, no one came knocking on my door saying, Rich, you have an MBA and an engineering degree. Here's a job for you. It's not that simple. And both Eugene and I on LinkedIn, because we help people through this journey, and, and this is something that frustrates me. There's some people who think, oh, I'm going to get my associate's AWS exam, and then suddenly there's going to be job offers coming in my way. Or I get this one cert or these maybe five certs and then people are going to be knocking on the door. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Okay, let's, let's be clear about this. But in the end, those certifications don't hurt you. They advance you further ahead in your career. They make you more promising to potential employers. And if you just think that I'm going to just do these two certs and I'll be done, you miss the point. It's, it's kind of like saying I went to the gym four or five times or I spent this month on the gym, then after one month at the gym, I'm done. Well, then you, you're, you're going to get back to being unhealthy. So that's, that's the challenge, right? That we're trying to teach people that, guys, this is not a single destination. This is a continuous journey, right? That you, again, invest in your, own, your time yourself properly. So... Yes. Thank you so much so far. I will start with a few questions, which are a lot of questions are coming, but I will start with, uh, okay, I think you've answered this. There is a question which says, I've got 10 certifications and employers are asking for years of experience, uh, which I don't have. How do I go about it? So like you said, when you have certifications, you, Richard just mentioned that, right, Richard? Uh, yeah, how to be honest. Look, just say, look, I know the material. I'm good at this. I need this. You're coming in on an entry level job. Let, let's not kid ourselves here. But say, I need the experience, but I've got the qualifications. They probably have people who have years of experience with none of the certifications you have. It's a balancing act. Who do you hire? I'll be honest. If you're coming in on an entry level job, people will, you can get that entry level job. Work your one, two years and then back to what happened to our colleague that worked for me, with the certifications and the experience, suddenly other employers are looking at you far more, let's just say, uh, with green eyes type stuff that, that you, have, you have that perfect combination. So it doesn't hurt you. Get the work experience that complements that, and then you become way more valuable. But you're gonna have to do your time at a company, get your experience, you're going to have to do, you're going to have to continue investing in yourself because that's what employers are looking for, right? They're looking for people who have demonstrated uh, something in their career, right? That they can, that they can say, yeah, they've gone this, they've done this. Maybe you've done some volunteer work. Even that will help. I, I, I'm not kidding, right? It's like uh, you, you're, you're, you're doing something beyond the job 
beyond like if maybe the job is all you did but you you created a company out of scratch you know made it a two billion dollar business well you're going to have a lot of people looking at you very you know with, with interest because they want what you've done themselves within their companies so what really comes down is what are you doing with your spare time and this is to this question where's my spare time i got a job i got kids i have a life Yes, you do, but what, so let me ask this question. I know you have a job. I know you have kids. Those, those are fixed. They're gonna take a lot of time of your, your thing. But you're saying I have a life, what does that mean? Hey, how many kids do you have? Three, under the age What's of What's the age, age brand, uh, band from? Uh... Well, one, my, son, my son's 12, my daughter's 10, and my, daughter, my other daughter is eight. So oh. those are the most, demanding times and my wife has done a fantastic job helping with this this is not this is zone defense with with three kids okay this, this requires significant amount of time but look there is sacrifice I, I you know this is what we have to what we're trying to tell you is that um i find four hours a day to do studying i get i find them in the morning or whatever i most of my studying i kid you not was in my car or on an airplane. Why? Because I can get videos onto my iPhone, right? I could I can watch the training material while I'm not listening to the radio. I'm not listening to some podcast and and, and just dumbing out my brain. I'm lis- actually actively listening to the course material as I do certain activities. In fact, you know, back when I didn't break my foot, I could have gone for a run or a jog. I have no problem listening a second time around on the A-Cloud Guru or Linux Academy and just reinforcing concepts in my mind because you're multi, I wouldn't say multitasking, but you're you're doing two activities at the same time. And so that counts in my four hour time. Like I spent the time studying, preparing for this next exam. And to me, every one of these certs is a sprint. So I use Agile in my personal life and I plan it out and decide, okay, I'm gonna get this thing done. I'm giving myself some four weeks, some three weeks, some two weeks. And I, and I basically look at the content, what is it, what's involved in this exam and target that within the context of my job, my kids and my life. And yes, life, there's sacrifice in life. If you value your The Bachelor TV show, and or your bachelorette on ABC every week or, you know, The Voice and all these other reality TV stuff. This is this you're going to have like, something got to give and you need sleep. You need to eat. You need to do other certain things. You need to spend some time. Take your kids to the movies, spend time with other people. But it's all about time management and it's hard. Let's, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to discount the fact that this is hard. But if you want some value in your life, nothing of value is easy. Because if it was a value and it was easy, everybody would do it. Sure, sure. And, and that is why if a certification is like deemed easy, I don't go for it. Because uh, like you said, everybody would do it, right? What is the fun? Well, if you're starting with nothing, what to you may be easy might be hard to someone who is just entering that particular industry domain. So that's why I'm trying to say, start where you are, understand what you're bringing to the table, and then figure out what your next step is. 
I never bothered with the CompTIA exams because I've been doing this stuff for years. I know the technology, like I know what's going to be on the exam. So it's a waste of my time um, to, to tackle those particular certifications. Um, some certifications really are just proving that you know what you're doing. So I've already been doing some of these activities. Uh, my C-Risk is an example of that. Um, uh, networking, right? The, the AWS networking exam for me was not that difficult, although 30% of that exam is Active Directory, which is not networking. I will still stick to that. That's, uh, the, the, but, but, you know, to people who have never done networking, that is the impossible hill. And you can ask Eugene about this one, right? Because networking, because of the way it was designed in the Cold War days for redundancy and, and all this stuff, it is very different in terms of how things are structured and say how operating systems and applications, like people generally don't understand networking because it has a lot of ways of doing it. It's confusing, it's not intuitive. And so um, networking, networking in the IT space, you know, you either know it or you don't, it's a hard one. And I totally agree. Uh, so I didn't know BGP before 2016, but after I learned BGP from the networking, I feel, oh, there's so much intelligence built into that protocol. So I just, uh, so much respect for networking engineers after that. And, and, and that's the key, right? We all like, but that's why I'm really focusing on the idea is build on where you started, where you're at. Yeah. right don't tackle something totally new and then take the most advanced exam because you're going to get very disappointed with your outcome so sure. take those baby steps and take your wins right take take those i, I had a colleague and he, he worked for me he shall remain nameless uh for, for for his own protection but he 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 is a ccie engineer and he did none of the aws certifications but he decided i'm going to start with aws networking bad choice he failed it three times okay and i tried to explain to him aws networking is not about networking it's about networking within the context of aws and so you need to first get your uh architect professional before you can tackle these specialty exams and so i guess the other issue that 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 eugen and i are really this is where we spend most of our time helping people is the path you take to get your certification because you got to first figure out where you're at, what do you want to, like, where do you want to go? And then how do you get there? And that requires knowing which courses are worth spending your time on. I can't tell you how many times I, well, I've, we, I've tried to avoid this, but I've been at exams where you sit down and realize that the course material I took for this exam was simply insufficient. And uh, you know, great respect for guys like, I will, I will name names here because I have great respect for these organizations because they've helped in the training and they're really kind of helping out. Like A-Cloud Guru, we've mentioned them before. Linux Academy, we've mentioned them before. Uh, Jason Dion, which does all these ITIL and uh, CompTIA and all these other certifications. The guy keeps me awake, right? I, like the, the trainer is really good. Uh, Kelly Henderson from Cybrary, right? Anybody who's in the cyberspace absolutely fantastic videos if you want to if you ask how did i get six certifications uh across isaca and isc squared kelly's her name okay i will give i literally bow down and say she is my hero 
okay, because she has walked me through this journey on Cyberary to get me there. I'm not saying she prepares you all the way for the exam, but she will get you to about 85%. The rest you have to pick up yourself. So this is really important for people to know where are the good sources. They have to be cost effective because back to the question of, I want to take a cert exam. Will my company pay for it? Please understand, I never sat a class. I've got like 29 Eugens of 40s, 50s, who knows? I, I, I joke about that. But the point is, I have 29 certifications. I never sat a class for certification, ever. Did not take a day off for training, whatever. I never took a, like our, our we, we, we are supposed to take 40 hours of learning per, per year as part of our mandate. I don't think I did it, okay? <laughs> I never sat classes my entire time and my current company, everything is online or I read the book. There's a lot of classes that just aren't there. I sat down and by the way, I hate reading the book, but sometimes that's the only choice you have. Uh, so I'm just trying to explain to people the key to success with this is before you take the exam, understand where you are, what you want to do, and then understand the exam. Go over the material and say, where are the best courses for this that are cost effective? Because spending $700 on an exam when it costs you $30 to, to take the class, right, is cost effective. If you're taking a course where people are charging five, $6,000 for CISSP, and I see these all the time, right? We'll, we'll five-day intensive course for CISSP and we'll, we'll prepare you for this exam. I can't sit a class, I got a job, but I will, I will prepare for $30, right? And, and be, be ready for it there. But this is what, like people come to Eugene and I, I go to Eugene all the time. What'd you do to prepare for this exam? Right, you say, well, well, you start with this course and then by the way, you need to read these articles, these white papers, because what you find is a lot of these courses are just insufficient. They give you a good foundation, basic stuff, but some of these exams, they go probe real deep in some of these questions. And if you're not ready for those, you will, uh, like AWS specialty certifications, I will call them out. Most courses just don't have the content, but if you watch all the AWS reInvent videos on those particular topics, you're ready for the exam. So the way I tackle them is do the course for ACLAD Google Linux Academy, then do YouTube. And there's 14, 16 hours of YouTube videos that go really deep into the technology. After that, you're ready to sit the exam. Yujun, there is a question for you. Uh, and uh, this is regarding, it says, uh, if you get a certification re related to Linux, but uh, do not end up working on any projects for two years, uh, will you forget a lot of without practice? And does the certification become useless this way? So, so maybe it works with other certifications. What if I take AWS certification and don't get to work on a project? Uh, do you have uh, something to... Um, so my suggestion is uh, if you plan to work on some technology, then spend time um, on those certifications. You, if you uh, don't plan to work on certain technology, you probably don't need to uh, learn it. So you only learn what you are working on. You get deeper or is something you are interested, even you are not on that project, you can learn 
certification. The certification will definitely help you to strengthen your candidacy for the、mm -hmm. uh, job. So、um, then, but but here other, I challenge that actually a、yeah. little bit, and I will say, look, even if you don't get a job in Linux today, what you learned doesn't disappear. Yeah, you'll forget. You'll forget maybe twenty, thirty, forty percent of the material, but you'll remember where you got that content. You you will know where to find it, right? When something shows up that is Linux related, and I I also think it's how you take your strategy because I tend to want to be as wide as possible in terms of of、uh, environments, right? So machine learning, does that have anything to do with security? Hell yes. Because no one knows how to secure a machine learning environment、uh, off the off the shelf. Most people they don't even even think about securing machine learning environments. But what if you're doing data analytics on a high trust HIPAA data set, right? What if that data set includes、uh, PII information and gets you know released and you get a breach, right? For the security guy, the, guess what? That's thirty percent of all the stuff that's on the public cloud today, and people are moving. Their their core data from their banking information, whatever they're dumping it into AWS, and no one's securing those. So, as a security expert, right, if you need to understand the job of a data analyst and what they do, or the machine learning technology and what they do, it doesn't mean you're going to do it. But to understand how to secure those boundaries and those environments, you need to understand how the end user that that user experience, what is it that they're doing. And so, even though you may not be doing AI and playing in that space, you need to understand that function, what it does, how it works, so you can be effective in your job as a cybersecurity expert. Does that make sense? Yes.、Yep. Yes, totally.、Uh, yeah. And、uh, back to Linux. So even you don't get a Linux project, you can always、uh, use Linux box from AWS or Google or Azure. To、uh, practice Linux command or, or build something、uh, open source, so that will help you、uh, maintain the skill. Okay, now coming back to this,、uh, what if I don't have any certifications, and where do I begin? I am not a good test taker.、Um, you will become a better test taker if you keep doing it. You will not become a Good test taker. If you don't do anything, yeah. Well, the other thing I will highlight is、uh, something—a lesson that Kelly Henderson,、um, Henderhan, sorry,、uh, from Cyberry really teaches—is take the exam from the point of view of the exam. So, especially in the world of ISACA and ISC squared, this is not so. Like every type of, I will tell you, AWS. What frustrates me with AWS exams is they give you this long paragraph of, especially the specialty exams, by the way. They they give you this long paragraph of a problem, and they give you like six, seven answers, and some of those answers are the same paragraph with one word change, and and that that those were always frustrating for me because they are not really testing whether you know your material, they're playing with 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 sort of the answers. ISACA exams I've always found to be most hard because they give you four right answers, but the answers sometimes are incorrect. Because from the point of view, if you're an auditor, you shouldn't be touching the console, changing a cyber attack, right? You're not. Your job is not to fix it, and this is very important, right? You have to look at your job function. If you're coming in as a manager, you also don't go in and edit a, a, a you know a configuration change in an environment, right? There are change 
management controls, there's incident response. You have to follow processes. So you have to think in the terms of your job. And this is where st this stumps most cyber folks taking these security exams. They're thinking in terms of their job as the guy who fixes stuff, the guy who goes on the console and goes and you know turns off IP attack from the firewall. If you don't tackle the exam from the right point of view, you're going to fail. And I, and I just want to say it's not about being a good test taker. It's about understanding the role you're taking as you answer the question. As an auditor, how would I answer this question? As a manager, how would I? As the, the tech guy who's working on that, how would I answer that question? And I'll be honest, most of the books that like that prepare you for the exam in terms of material don't prepare you for the exam. But that lesson, that that the one lesson I want to highlight, because especially in the cyber world, that's that's what kills people when they take this exam. They're not understanding that the exam is playing with, you know, playing with how you read the exam. And yeah, it is it is grammar. It is like a CIA, right? Cyber confidentiality, integrity, availability. You will get a question, right, that will challenge the integrity of something. And you'll get answers that will be technically correct, but they will basically fix things from a confidentiality perspective. Well, that's the wrong answer because it doesn't address the problem which was focused on integrity. You need to make sure your answer answers it or the more encompassing answer. That's that, those ones that I, I really love for my SACA. It's like, you have two right answers, but one encompasses the other answer. You have to tackle with the one which is more encompassing. So, those are the challenges that I help people like tackle because again, we, we, I talked to Eugene, we, we've done poorly on some exams ourselves. Okay. We, we're we're, we're going to admit to that uh, because we just weren't prepared for what it is that we were, we were hitting. And by one, getting a good source material, right? What, where is the, what is the training? What is the extra stuff you need to get to get you ready? What are some of the challenges you're going to run into those exams? You, you need to know how to prepare for that. And there's a community of practice. There's a lot of people who have gone through this and they'll tell you what I've said. And if you get the good teacher, they'll also teach you the same stuff. It's like, you need to worry about these things. So that's where I'm trying to kind of highlight. Uh, it's not about being a good test taker. It's about understanding the test. Does that help? Yes, it does. And uh, the way I described, I, I lead a the security certification study group and when when i the way i explain to people is that there is a book way of doing things and then there's a street way of doing things so because especially for all the isaka exams it is the, you have to understand the difference like you said even for the cssp exams right because if and and it happened recently i was on a uh, we have these uh, calls like uh, online online um, uh, meetings and somebody showed up and said, "Oh, I don't get this answer right." And and that was because they were like, they were like putting that they were exp ex uh, taking that uh, situation and putting them in a on in a work situation and saying, "Oh no, I would never allow this." And the answer was, I was just like trying to tell them that, "Okay, don't 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 think about how you would do or how you tackle something at work. This is a certification exam. They are going trying to build in you good habits, right?" So. Just, just stick with it and and try and like understand the mindset used for answering these questions instead of trying to you know um, yeah. use your uh, 
expertise and uh, experience. Um, thank you so much. And now we come to this. What if my company does not reimburse certification expenses and how to get CPEs for my certifications? Because you've got so many. So uh, well, how, CPEs how, are easy. If you're doing this all the time, your next cert becomes the CPE for your previous certs. I mean, I've done that. I'm, I, I'm overfilled for my CPEs for the next three years for all the IC squared ones. I mean, uh, so the point is that's relatively easy for CPEs. Do the training, invest in yourself. You may not have to be as aggressive about it because they're only asking for 40 hours a year, right? Which you should be doing anyway um, in, in terms of training. But I, I always find a CPE one to be, um, or, or, or redo the test, right? But then that means you got to pull up the $700, $600 and, and, and sit the exam again. I prefer that, to be honest, than some of those that need renewals. Um, and the renewals, again, that's, a, that's another conversation. But if you look at the companies that charge renewals, they're not overly expensive. They're, they're either 150, 160, or 300 dollars, right? Depending on on what you're you're dealing with, um, that that can be a bit of a, a you know in terms of a, um, a stretch, especially if it's coming out of your own pocket. And and I get that. Sure. And Eugene, what do you want to add? So um, I think if uh, your company doesn't reimburse your certification expense, probably you need select most relevant, don't spend too much money. Um, I got support from my employer. So uh, all my certification cost um, is covered when I employed. Uh, of course, sometimes um, I lose job. So I have a period of unemployment at that time. I pay for the certifications out of my own pocket because I believe it. Uh, that's a way for me to learn things systematically. Um, so I have a lot story on LinkedIn. I shared uh, when I get it, uh, even uh, when I became unemployed, I, I used that to prepare for the interview because uh, on the interview, people will test you whether you know certain technology or not. And there's, by learning the certification, you build up your knowledge base. Another thing is uh, uh, there should be training budget from a company. So you may just uh, check with your manager to see whether that's uh, available. Yeah, a lot of companies do have training budgets and they have max, like people who go decide to do like an MBA or a master's degree or something else, they have a limit, right? In terms of how much they're willing to spend per year. But, um, you know, if you, if you, and I and I told told this to people because people come to me and say I want to take this training class and seven thousand dollars, and I'm like, okay, you're you're you know you're you're basically going to the trough one time, right? Because that that's going to eat your entire budget for the entire year and don't come back to me for anything. And it's just a lot easier to say, hey, you know, Cyberry has uh, sales on their. They're training. They used to give it out for free, a lot of their videos, but they're now charging. But they, they offer 60% off, 70% off sales every big holiday, right? So if you wait for it, you can buy a year's worth of unlimited video training um, for $300 or something to that effect, which is 
very cost effective if you use it. If you're just going in there for one cert and just pay, spend $300, well, that may be a little more expensive, but they have all their content free for a year. So, I mean, consumable. So take advantage of it and build on that is what I'm trying to get at um, because they do good material. And again, a lot of these uh, other services are pay by month, right? Or the whole year and it's unlimited for cloud guru or Linux Academy. These are cost-effective solutions to get training. Um, and then worst comes to worst, ask if your, bot, if your company will reimburse you for the book. There are books out there that also are fantastic. Uh, I'll be honest, I get bored reading those books. It's not my personal choice of, of going through the entire book and, and, and reading. And, and I know they're great. And some people, that's their best way to learn. But I have one of those like, I want to say photographic memories, but re I remember what I hear. And, you know, especially if I repeat it twice or something, and that's why these recorded videos is, the, is preferable to me than sitting in a classroom for eight hours. Because by the afternoon in the classroom, I fall asleep. Oh, also, uh, there is a good news. Uh, so if you cannot get a reimbursed, Oracle, Oracle Cloud give their certification for free. Uh, which normally costs you $245, but now you can take it for free until May 15th. And the, the knowledge you learned from Oracle Cloud can be uh, right. transferred to other cloud like AWS, GCP, Azure, Alibaba, because the, all those elasticity and the, the scaling, the concept is same. So I suggest you just to learn Oracle Cloud. If you don't work on Oracle Cloud, you probably can end up working for other cloud as well. Yeah. And uh, is what uh, we're trying to get at. Yeah. Richard and Yojun, you will have a bunch of people reaching out to you on LinkedIn and uh, uh, asking for questions, etc. And, and I know you continue to help, but as much as uh, time permits. Um, they will be reaching out. That's what uh, they've been asking me. Is it okay? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Actually, I made a lot of friends uh, on LinkedIn by doing certifications. And uh, uh, that's uh, very encouraging. Uh, there are a lot of good people on LinkedIn, like uh, yourself, uh, Nilofer and Richard, uh, just trying to help people to advance their career. Um, I doing this uh, expect nothing in return. I just uh, uh, want people to be happy and to build a better society. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for that, both of you. But another thing that when, when people ask me that my company doesn't reimburse me for certification expense, uh, my question is that uh, do they reimburse you for the $350 Italian shoes or this $500 uh, Italian suit? They don't, right? So as, as professionals, we need to make sure that we are at the top of our game. If something is required right, to make us better, then we need to probably spend time as well as money on those. Um, and uh, Eugene, um, yeah. like for preparing like the CP certifications, like how do I get C CPs? Like what you are doing today, like we met over a period of time and prepared this uh, um, deck together and all that, that you can get CPs, uh, CPs for that as well. So if somebody wants to come on and uh, present, right? Another thing is by teaching. I, I learn better when I try to teach it to somebody. 
and if i cannot transfer it into say plain english and i like use this jargon and that that just tells me that i'm not there yet not ready to take that exam so what do you have to say for that uh, rich can you can you say that i um just well, i mean yeah. look the the thing is i've never again if you're if you're continuously learning cpes are not a challenge if you're helping other people get their cpe you can get credit for that it's different across different environments but uh, i'm just saying i've never had a problem from a cpe standpoint because i i spend more than enough time in hours to just renew my certifications over time but you know the, the key to a lot of this and this is where i pay it forward because i'll be honest i i thank eugen for a lot of uh that that kick in the ass to require me to just okay I'm going to do this and and work through this entire process because we all have our demons on our shoulders that are telling us not to do it and and I and I'll tell you a story because this is when I didn't do it and I should have I worked for Cisco for 17 years I wrote the security section on AAA in the CISSP or the CCIE sorry uh documentation for security on the CCIE I never sat the exam. Why? Because I kept telling myself reasons for not sitting the exam. And part of it was, well, my domain was security on iOS. I didn't really I mean, I touched other avenues and I did this from an authorization perspective and IAM roles type stuff, but I never really went into cable modems and all these other things. So I gave myself excuses for not doing the exam. And if you ask me now, did that hurt me? and my answer to you would say yes because even though i've taken the jobs even i the reality is i had to prove myself from a credibility perspective five six times harder that i knew my material versus the ccie who had this little piece of paper and yes was it a money making scheme for cisco absolutely okay let's let, let's be honest about the fact that the educational system the way it's set up with the exams and whatever someone's making a profit from this let's it, it is what it is that being said there's value behind these pieces of paper so you have to ask yourself back to the same thing about those designer shoes you're wearing you're spending a lot of money is there value behind these and only you can tell But I will say that the best way to present yourself forward is to look the part. And how do you look the part? You have the experience and you have credibility behind you. Uh I've been I mean the reason I did my MBA to be totally frank was because I had a finance guy undo a technical decision because he was trying to explain that the cost of a literally a a chipset with two cores wasn't justifiable he wanted to turn it into a single core cpu chip that made the software problem like 20 times harder we were trying to come up with a solution that was but, but but i could not use the vocabulary needed right like npv net present value of a decision and and to effectively challenge the finance guy during that meeting and he overruled a technical design on the cisco product because he could and he was he was the wrong decision even now after my mba I can, like if i was in that meeting again i would have destroyed him in terms of opportunity cost and all these other factors that i now know because of my mba now you can say well does your job use an mba no but that knowledge allows me to communicate with people in that role and be effective at it 
so I can present my 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 what is it my um, argument effectively in their language, and this is important. And this is why I, I strongly recommend people broaden their sphere of, of knowledge because then they can be influential. Sure, thanks. Um, I have a CPA, and like you said, right? I had did I use it? I use the knowledge that I acquired from them every single day because that helps me understand what what the other person is thinking about talking about and not just like one point of view from where i'm looking at it from a technical or maybe from a process uh, point of view coming to uh, when should i let my certification lapse now i know we are talking about acquiring certifications but when is it okay to let a certification lapse and have you guys ever uh, let something like not recertified or said, okay, you know what, I can live without the certification and let it go. I can answer this question. So uh, in the early 2000, at that time, there's some new enterprise technology like a J2E, EJB. So actually I got a certification on EJB called BEA Certified Weblogic Developer. I never bother renew them, and they just, uh, um, it is uh, irrelevant anymore. So I got a lot of AWS and the Google certification because I'm continue working on cloud. I still doing recertification uh, for them. For example, I recertified all five of AWS certification in one week in 2018, after they expired the first time. And I did two Google certification research last year. Uh, is, uh, one is a cloud architect, one is a data engineer. So I just, uh, I plan to do some, continue on the cloud side. And, uh, but in the meantime, I'm also acquiring new certifications like TOGAF. I just got the TOGAF yesterday and I plan to do uh, CISSP uh, in the future. So uh, in short, if relevant, I will keep them uh, up to date. I mean, I look at it as a backlog, right? It's like sprint planning. And so I have sort of like that I wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah. And at the end of completing an exam when I'm done, right? While most people are looking, I'm done, I'm completed, woohoo. Right, the first thing that's coming in my mind, what's next? <laughs> yeah. What's my next cert, right? And and maybe it's part of a phase where I'm saying I'm going to do all the ITIL fours, and I'm working on those yeah. also in the background, and um, I'll knock those out. And maybe it's a PMO cert, right? I want to do the Prince two certs and and get those done. Maybe PMI. Look, all these all of these make you a more impressive candidate when because you understand the various roles in IT that come together to create programs and projects and, and and get stuff done. And if you don't understand how these all these various roles come together and they function, you're going to be poor in terms of a leadership position. If that's your goal is to get into a leadership role, you need to understand what everybody brings to the table, the vocabulary and the tools that, that, that encompass them to be effective. And if you don't know, that's also fine, but know that you don't know because the most dangerous type of person is one who thinks he knows and doesn't, but that's, we run into those all the time. But the, the, the key here is 
look, you, you've got to be a little humble and realize that just because you have a cert, you're not, don't call yourself an expert. People who say Rich is an expert, I, I, that's a stretch, okay? Because there's so much knowledge out there. There's so much to absorb that you can get very good at certain things. But look, I'm not a Windows 10 admin, okay? Even though I do it for my household and like I'm IT support for my own family, does not make me an expert in Windows, right? As the, from an operating system perspective. So if you go out in there and get some MCSC certification or whatever, you know yourself better than me. I don't care, right? I mean, it's a, do I, will I ever go and do a, a Windows certification? No, I use Win, Linux most, sorry, Linux or uh, Mac OS at home most of the time. I have no reason for that. But look, if you do it, is it helpful? Yeah, I, I run into Windows, right? You got to deal with patching and base agents, right? To, to secure your environments. And it's still, Windows isn't going anywhere. You, you still need to know it. But to be an expert, do you need that in your job? Will I get around to it? Probably not. I, it's just a realization that if I had a cert, and by the way, a certification that elapsed is still valuable just because you didn't renew it. If I look at someone and they say, look, they did their CCIE or, or they have a CISSP and they just didn't renew it, that doesn't mean you've learned, like, literally, what is the difference between a CISSP today versus 10 years ago, right? They may have added a few technologies in there and wireless and a few little extra sections, but is it really much different? It's not. So if you let it lapse from a recruiting perspective, if I look at you and say, you've done this exam, I'm not gonna use it against you that you haven't renewed it or that it's you let it lapse. That's that's like saying, well, you did your MBA 10 years ago, therefore it's no longer valuable. That That's ludicrous, right? Uh, now, are you, an, are you an expert in accounting if you haven't used yeah. accounting in the last 10 years? No, but you can you do a basic accounting you know, she probably, it'll, it'll take you three times as long, but you at least understand the basics because you've gone over this in the past. And that's really what you have to look at. If you do something day in and day out, don't let it re relapse You because this is still part of your core. But if you had stuff that you've done and you don't feel like you want to renew it, then don't work on something else. But yeah, I agree. I never recertified my bachelor degree. <laughs> exactly yeah i mean these are really like like i said they're they're just an independent attestation from somebody that said you know your you know what the best industry knowledge is that's all these things are right and so the value of them depends on the body the, how hard that test is right if it's easy it's really not that valuable but again if you're starting from nothing even an easy search just to get you familiar with the new technology space may be perfect. If you've got not like I'm just like as a starting point and then use that as the basis to move up. So it's your own journey. Don't like don't try to like don't try to tackle the hardest thing first. That, that's that's ludicrous. Take the baby steps, uh, you know, and that's how you get to be where you are. And I, and I do want to put one mention. And this is really important because, look, this isn't fun, okay? Like, like the, what, the journey that I took wasn't easy on me, wasn't easy on my family, wasn't easy. And, and there are days that you're just like really want to just say, the heck with this, I'm done. And there's a guy I, I want to, again, totally not certification related, but there is a guy who's a Navy SEAL 
I sometimes watch his video on YouTube. I forgot what his name is, but if you just Google embrace the suck uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I strongly recommend seeing that because it's just a way of, you know, kicking out that, that evil little guy who said, oh, just don't study tonight. Just watch TV. Go do like you will hear that voice in your head every single day. And there is always an excuse not to start today on something you're doing. Always. Tomorrow will be just like today if you don't start today. And so that's why I'm just, and also don't let it drag. Eugene and I, one of the, one of our criteria is if, if we can't do it in a month, we don't do it. I, I asked Eugene too. I mean, we're, if we literally try to target a month, we buy our exams ahead of time a month from now, we basically know this is the, like, we don't have an out, okay? Maybe sometimes we'll push an exam one week out or whatever, but in our minds, that's when we sit the exam. And Eugene, you can, you can explain that because I think, Everyone has this, okay? They all have their demons. I want to um, emphasize that this is hard. You have to, you're, you're your own worst enemy, okay? And you will find excuses and excuses to not do something because let's face it, we're, as a species, we like easy, we like comfort. And I don't want people to think that, oh, Rich and Eugen, they're either crazy or, or they enjoy doing this or they don't have this little demon that I do. They don't understand me. I've heard it all, okay? It's like, I'm just saying, <laughs> because uh, look, this sucks. This is, I, I want to um, emphasize the fact that there are days you don't want to do this. You uh, know what? Hey, Maybe I'll spend a lot of hours, but still put some time in. Yeah. Uh, Rich. I don't mind people saying me crazy because uh, uh, people you got are. to have their <laughs> opinion. But uh, I just, uh, uh, you said it sucks. I tried to put as much entertaining entertainment into this uh, as possible. So I just uh, uh, used the, uh, the name of the Spanish, what's that? Donkey. And I said, I'm a donkey here. I always charging. And the rich said he's the... Yeah, I'm, I'm Sancho Pad, I'm Sancho Pad, because why? <laughs> I, I recognize the, the, the natural order and the, the, the reality of the world, and I recognize yeah. Eugene's gone crazy, but I still follow him. <laughs> and I, 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 I it's important. <laughs> yeah, I do became a king of United Kingdom of great certification and the modern cloud. Yeah. And I named Rich the wise king. Yeah. Okay, the wise <laughs> king. I don't know if there is such a thing, but uh, <laughs> if you're a parent, you want to... Uh, oh, it is uh, uh, entertaining. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. So so the, the way... Um, I, I got like uh, motivated and the kick that I got to continue was when... Uh, I was studying for the uh, CPA exam at the time and it was like I had kids and everything else going on and I failed one exam in the CPA, right? And uh, I told my husband, I said, I'm giving this up. It is just, it's too much. It is like, uh, and uh, the way he explained to me, I mean, even today, like it goes on. So he said, yes, you can give up today, but we have little kids. And they know that you're taking this exam. And now if you tell them that it's okay to quit because it's tough and uh, you could not continue, uh, they someday when they come to this point, you will not be able to ask them why they quit or why they cannot continue, even though it is difficult. 
and i feel that more than any embrace the sock or anything my husband's words uh, ring true to me every time because i think that is that is where we are looking right our kids or whoever our peers are and everything and if if we quit then we cannot with a straight face ask them to go through it yes it is tough it is uh, difficult it is but you'll get through it and that really motivated me to barge on and move on and uh, that created that is my my reason right everybody has their own own reasons and personal uh, this thing but uh, that kept me going thank you so much for spending time with me today and uh, i am getting like uh, ask, uh, people asking me if you can do it and we will bring you back again in a few months uh, next week we have a uh, careers in uh, appsec uh, call uh, so cybersecurity talks will be bringing on three experts they will be based in three different uh, places one is in bangalore india one is based in singapore and the other person is from uk so uh join me if you really want to know about uh, careers in epsec and what certifications education required how to uh, start your journey thank you so much yojan and thank you so much richard for today thanks thank you thank you for having me remember the two mountain man and uh, uh i forgot his name uh dashrath manji spent 22 years dig a tunnel through a mountain Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.